Welcome to Butterfly Gardens. I'm Hannah. And I'm Lauren. And today we'll be questioning modern day self-love and what that means. So we'll be exploring various definitions of self-love and how people might express that or what does that even mean to be, I guess, in self-love or have self-love. And then we'll be comparing it to a little bit of some constructs that have been created within modern day psych. So, for example, like, how does this compare to self-esteem or how does this compare to, like, self-efficacy? All these different concepts. And then we'll be going into sort of maybe a little bit of the history of it and how that relates to this. How would you define self-love? I don't know. Like, that definition is so elusive for me. And so I think maybe where we can start is... Yeah, like, trying to pinpoint a definition of self-love. Maybe we can talk about first, like, what kinds of ideas people might have about this construct, given what they might see in like media especially um influencers i guess are going to come up again and i guess and then we can talk about like maybe like where to go from there and what are our own feelings and thoughts on this entire movement like i don't know like what would you say how so would if you I Google it, it'll just say self-love or defined as the love of the self is regard for one's own happiness or advantage. Um, and it's interesting because it's been conceptualized as a necessity, but also as a moral flaw akin to vanity and selfishness. So I guess if we're taking it at like the basic sort of like how does it exist today, I think most people review it, especially in Western cultures, as something that's like taking care of yourself or like self-respect maybe like taking appreciation of yourself so it's like love but just inwards towards yourself I don't know that's how I kind of interpret it what do you think I think I would have to agree like I I like that you mentioned like like just basic things like self-respect which if you didn't have you would probably be in a pretty if you didn't have generally generally speaking would be like pretty hard to survive just to live um so it's like like I guess my definition or my preferred definition of this would be just this like foundational regard for yourself and such as that like if you don't have it then you're basically as (laughs) good as dead exactly to put it bluntly but I think it's like interesting that Especially, I guess you you might say that there is a self-love movement, like self-love, self-care, radical positivity, all those sorts of things kind of lumped together to maybe form a movement. And I think maybe that there are some ideas in there that are not quite so foundational. Not to, they, they don't like, they don't take such a background role. Like they're more, what do you mean? they're a bit weirder. 
Well, like, we can talk about this Berkeley well-being questionnaire. I think uh, both of us found this quite Joke's funny. on us. We thought this was from the from Berkeley University. It's just from Berkeley, California, and not any way affiliated, although it's kind of misleading. But <laughs> this well-being questionnaire basically, I guess, it kind of trans- it, it relates to the self-love idea because it has to do with, like, wellness and taking care of yourself, and it asks you questions like, do you think positively or do you believe you can learn skills to increase your happiness or even just am I happy so I guess that relates to this yeah for sure I think that well it's called the Berkeley well-being quiz 3.0 apparently and we both took it um I think maybe it's more of like an, an exaggerated like exaggerated form like a parody of all the ideas that might you might see in the self-love movement but I still think that it still applies so I'm just like reading items here and I just well maybe some of them like ring true but it's it's a very I think narrow form of narrow narrow idea of like what well-being is I think so like stuff I think positively and then you rate yourself on that ability from like a scale on a scale of one to ten i'm happy i believe that i can learn skills to increase my happiness yeah it's like huh okay that last again i guess it relates to the self-love concept because it's like these are things i can do that will help me gain like it's like a cookie cutter way to just sort of gain this sort of wellness or yeah exactly appreciation yeah when Exactly, yeah, it's like, well-being is defined by this only, like, mean, thinking positively, like, benefiting, doing things to benefit others, being happy, like, th- those, they're saying, like, okay, these things are the only things that define well-being, and well, well-being is equated with self-love, I guess, and then if you don't have these things, or you score low on the scale, then you're... Like you hate yourself, you're you're not you don't have well being. You're not. I guess what we're talking about, like again, the extreme part of it. We can talk about the checklist that we found. Those are funny. They're like a bullet journal style, like like all nicely nice graphics and stuff. And there's a bunch of things that you can do to practice self love. So things like eating healthy and then you put like a check mark beside it, practicing daily affirmations, keeping self keeping self-talk positive. Um, and then this la- this one, put yourself together so that you feel like the beautiful person that you are. Ugh. I mean, I guess that's nice to hear from like a third party perspective. I think perspective, it is, but at the same time but... like I feel like it like it just negates the fact that, like, wellness is so, so much more complicated than, like, you know, just, like, I guess these are things you could do that are good habits, I guess, but at the same time, like, it's, like, is that truly, like, love for, like, I don't know, like, it seems strange to me that it's, like, you have to follow this, like, checklist in order to show that you, like, care for yourself, whereas for some, like, maybe they prefer to, like, go outward, like, they don't prefer to spend all this time with themselves, like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be so, like, self-oriented. But I feel yeah. like... Yeah. 
just an I individualistic like thing to be like, okay, let's, these are some ways you can take care of yourself, but I feel like it's kind of like, it almost seems bizarre when you like look at it like this. Yeah, it's like, like, like you said, like it could be, you could be doing these things and then you just might feel like empty. We talked about this too, like if it's a checklist, then it becomes a matter of just checking off the items and not really... Like, what if you practice daily affirmations and then you just feel obligated to do so and then awful that you don't? It could become so. even perfectionistic to, like, stay in this, like, oh, well, yeah, I need to take care of becomes... myself. It's like, well, not everything has to be perfect. Yeah, the opposite of these things could be healthy, too. And then even, like, the emphasis on, like, happiness and, and this, like, shining paragon of health. Like, what if... Like, for, I know, like, some people find sadness to be just, like, a really nice state to be in. Okay. There were uh, there were two other things in, like, what you said earlier. I think one of them, yeah, one of them was, like, the focus on the self, which I think is something else that we could explore. Like, Western, I think Western culture, especially today, is focused on the self, like, the self with every in like everything like you see that in everything like we talked about um influencers we've talked about like dating and all these other things like all of that we tie back into the self and i think it kind of puts that obsession on its head because it asks like okay so we're so obsessed with the idea of the self but do we even know what self is so then I think something's something else that's interesting is like like really asking like what is the self and what is the self for me and what is the self for Well is it just like unconditional or... too? Like isn't that kinda weird? Like I feel like self like can, acceptance makes sense where you're like or confidence or respect where you're like, I'm just gonna look out for myself and have respect but love, it's like mm, like yeah, it does have this, like, that affection, like, that affectionate, sentimental, um, what other words can describe that? It's, like, very, like, gooey, very soft. And that's, that's what our ideas, that's what our, like, 21st Western minds associate with love anyway. And so yeah, I, like, totally don't agree. You want, like some element yeah and to follow that like don't you want some times where you're like more harsh on yourself like not every time do you want to be like loving and but okay like for example like you want to like learn from your mistakes you don't want to just be like all accepting of everything that you do because then you're never going to grow as a person so like maybe that's where self-love can go wrong like everything you do you kind of just like you know you still like you aren't very, like, critical of it, or you're not like, well, maybe this didn't serve me, or maybe this decision wasn't the best for me at the time. Yeah, but exactly. I feel like my problem is mostly that, like, the movement also, like, it reminds me of just, like, enlightenment in general, and it's like, I feel like maybe I just don't believe in it, but, like, they feel like they've reached this higher sense of self where they now love themselves. I'm like, what is that, huh? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, now others yeah, can... Yeah, I really like yeah, that. Yeah, it's weird. It's like this one you... Yeah, it's like, this is before. This is my... This is the before, and then this is the after. It's like the glow yeah. up. Yeah. Um, the transformation. It's like... As if, like, the before was so... Such a state that was, like, 
concretely like so much in the past it's like i was a completely different person this totally transformed me she's so bizarre to me because that's yeah that's a really cool narrative to identify i think yeah because it's like well once you reach it it's like there you go bam boom dumb now i can get everything i want in life i can be loved right that's a big theme in these self-love movements that in order to be loved you have to love yourself which is just bullshit um right (laughs) I think because it's just like what the hell does that even mean like that in any case like just because you don't like an element of yourself does not mean that someone else can't see that in you and allow you to like grow as a person um yeah and I think it also it can be damaging because it perpetuates that like you're not good enough until you reach the state of like love and it's like is that really possible like if these people, like, I was watching some videos where they define their self-love journey, I'm like, what are, what are you, like, I'd like to know what you truly have feel, like, you've defined in yourself, and how you've reached this state, and now you're there. Like, what? I don't know. Like, what your thoughts on that are. I think, I think, like, you identified it perfectly. Like, that, it's, it's really odd just that whole narrative like I can imagine it would or maybe it's just the way that people present it you know just the views or something but um yeah like the before and after and then like it's it's almost magical like yeah it's like my life was gray and pale and boring before that and now self I discovered self-love and I'm great yeah everything's great I'm it's so strange. It's just before, and then then it kind of goes into this realm. Like I know you sent me one article, but the guy, the article was by. Um, the article is called "Self Love Is the Religion of the Godless," and it is by John Gorman. Um. And so he basically discusses. He, he well he leads a discussion on um, whether the self love movement can be thought of as a religion and he's he kind of draws even though he doesn't necessarily like cite these philosophers and whatever but he draws on like well Nietzsche especially who basically was like God is dead and so like in an atheist society he's maybe thinking that well we need new gods to replace the old that we've killed and self-love is one of the examples of the new gods and so I think with what you were saying with like like that to me is a very religious that's like magical thinking it's like a very exactly and you have your rituals it's like mass it's like mass like a mass religious narrative where it's like before I was a lost lamb and then now i found jesus i found self-love exactly and i feel like it's almost even more damaging because at least with like religion i don't know like you've got some sense of greater community i don't know and usually it's like pretty ex i mean people obviously use it for wrong but like it could be like extrinsically focused sometimes i hope like you know what i mean like the point of being a christian is or whatever is to like to help others whereas like self-love is like totally like selfish like, what's the point of it? Like, it's a do- it's your own religion defined by you, dedicated to, like, dedicated to, like, rituals such as, like, self-devotion, which is just, 
kind of weird if you like yeah. think about it. I guess I have a different. I think I have a different evaluation of religion. I think that religious experience is actually what people are seeking, and that religion itself needs to be separated from religious experience. Because like religion involves like things like, I feel like dogma anyway, dogma and ideology and more so the community whereas religious experience can be is like more individually focused and about like going within whatever that means um so i think for me like the the more of in, it's more of an issue of the magical thinking like like magically like this was bad the past was bad it was all shit and then now everything's golden i think that to like that, that contrast that's very specific now it's good it, it was all bad but now it's good is what puts me off like yeah just to say like it was all bad just to have that like strict divide yeah, between so the past I guess where i didn't have self-love and, and thought and as so, like, a religion saved me like that to me is like very um, and so it comes with like all these practices too like the checklist that we were talking about eating healthy practice daily affirmations only have positive self-talk um, those things can might be thought of as rituals, which I think Hannah kind of, I don't, I can't, my, my brain just broke too. Um, yeah, I, I can't, yeah, she talked about it earlier and, oh, some, I think I was saying before it cut out, like another sort of religious building on this religious theme, you were saying that there might be a problem when it when it comes to the object of the religious worship so whereas before people adored and worshiped and did all these like practices surround they all these practices surrounded this external figure which happened to be like god or these gods or whatever um there comes maybe a problem when you turn that that focus inwards and you're like worshiping yourself exactly like it feels like it to me it feels strange but maybe I'm just too self-critical, man. Maybe I gotta hop on the bandwagon of... No, I'm joking. But it does feel strange that, like, your own religion is you. Like, I don't know. I feel like that relates to, um, a piece of a piece... I feel like that relates to an essay, I guess you would call it, by, um, Cushman that Lauren and I both really like. <laughs> because in this, he kind of... Yeah, from our history of psych class that we took together, but... Um, this Cushman, Cushman basically argues that, like, without modern day, like, what have we become without our modern day, like, religions or doctrines? Like, we don't yeah, have that anymore. Yeah, for sure. So I think he also really linked. sort of new era. Um, this, and I think like, that this self-love well, like movement, which sort of arrived He talks about it like a it's a self-focus, self um, but it's also a self-obsession. Sort of so we tie directly into that. everything, like, you, like, like all these problems in the it. world. Um... Or all the, all the good in the world, even, back to the self. And, he, well, he doesn't really define that. But he doesn't define what the self is. But he says, like, 
people started to be focused people started to turn their focus to the self with the rise of consumerism so he specifically talked about like i think there was a 1920s in the context i think you alluded to like in the context of post-war um like recovery or whatever and like that's when like the cult of the personality really started to exert its influence in in culture and, and in society and so i think building on that so this the focus on the self really coming into focus in the early part of the 20th century building on that then we can talk about like the rise of self-love like where where did self-love come from Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, if we look a bit into the history, we see that, like, this concept is pretty, is relatively new, just because, I mean, it, it's, it exists within, like, psychology, so, like, we see key figures such as Carl Rogers and Fromm talking about this, like, in the early days of psychology, especially American psychology, right? But I guess if we look at it in, like, a cultural perspective, <laughs> I guess if we look at it from a cultural perspective, or just, like, human history, like, it still doesn't, like, it pops up, like, the narrative changes. Like, if you look early on early philosophers, and even, like, Christianity, religion, like, you're definitely going to see that anything pre, like, I guess I would say 1890s, like, when there was the birth of American psychology, I feel like most of it has, um... Yeah, it's narcissistic, yeah. Right? So we see, like, it's one of the seven deadly sins, which is pride. You know, like, self-love, excessive self-love would be a sin. Or we see, like, yeah, even, like, you go down to, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the more you go back, the more that this is considered, like, um, it seems, like, not a virtue, but, like, a, it's definitely not something you want to strive for. That's how I would describe it. I mean, I feel like self-respect was always important in a lot of these ideas, and we're definitely skimming it. But we don't get this, like, concept of, like, yeah, like, if yeah. you love yourself, um, it's, it's I a think good that was, thing. Yeah. Like, I think that they right. weren't necessarily being well like, you, know, you should hate yourself. But it was more, like, of the best And then when, when did, like, the tides start turning? On maybe, like, the greater good or whatever each of these doctrines might sort of prescribe. I'd say, well, from our history of psychology class, <laughs> I'm joking, I would say that it would come definitely be from like the American psychology movement, which started with uh, one of the key founders was William James. And he sort of brought this sort of sense of self-esteem and self-love, and he questioned it, um, especially within like a Western lens, I guess you could say. Um, and then you see it sort of manifest within psychology and it becomes related to self-esteem, but yeah, I feel like it became a very like psychological construct. Yeah. And other than that, we see it like promoted by the beat generation, um, and the hippies because you think, it sort of relates well, to a lot of the social like, movements of the we, time. If we're talking this way, it'll be a yeah. generalization how, and we can't avoid brief, that. But a very brief um, and skimmed history of it. 
you think like the definition of self-love in the psychology community anyway or maybe even like just in general in culture in American culture do you think that that definition stayed constant throughout its history or is it like different today I feel like it's just because we feel like a rise in capitalism and such, like, I feel like it's just bled into some sort of, like, by, like, self-love now is so, like, intertwined with, like, um, buying power yeah. and, um, yeah, like, that's my, that's my intuition that getting people just to the buy things, things that I see or, as like, represented as self-love, so it just feels, nowadays, it just like, feels, like, empty. Nowadays, like, self-love is, like, definitely um, warped. I think maybe we, maybe now is like a good time to touch on like how self-love is like you said intertwined with buying power and and capitalism. Yeah, it feels shallow. Um but like one of the things that you mentioned was that self-love a lot of a lot of the practices involve like buying things. that's where it becomes problematic like we see like campaigns like dubs real beauty where it's like you know like they're marketing on this ability to like they're marketing on this concept of self-love and saying like look at us like we love all bodies we love all types but i just right, have a huge problem exactly. with advertising sort of marketing yeah and it, i think it also becomes a problem when you equate self-love or like self-respect self with dove in order to be like a healthy individual you like, must it's, have it's so weird it's like okay so i like i, I don't know i guess companies want to be who knows what their and motivations are it, i mean probably it's financial but uh like they're literally promoting this idea of self-love and yeah, self-respect right? like, oh, in order to dove. sell this product like, would they be doing that if it didn't make any money? Or if, yeah, if it didn't make any money, then, like, I don't know. That's so odd. Yeah, and then... Yeah. Exactly. And then I also, I guess this is tangentially related, like, but I feel like, 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 like self-love comes with a very specific aesthetic. These, like, for me, it's like the image. It's 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 saying it's like, like this is what really self-love looks like. Um, and even like this is this is self-love really. And I think that maybe what we're advocating more is this like more background, more foundational, just like basic things, like honestly common sense, like self-respect something like that where it's just this thing that most people have you like you don't need to work on it like you don't need to follow these checklists and
But even so, like, I feel like the best way, let's say you did have, like, a lower, like, sense of self, I think the best way to do it would not be to, like, follow these people's advice, but rather to, like, be more self-reflective and more, like, like, trying to learn from yourself and try to gain a more, like, understanding of yourself Ridiculous as opposed or not, to, like, we'd love to just hear your feeling, like, you well, I feel like people feel hopeless if bogus? you feel like you can't adopt this mentality where you're always, like, I'm amazing. Marketing ploy, you know, like it's just <laughs> although our view ridiculous. is pessimistic, um, we appreciate everyone listening in today and encourage you to stay tuned as we release more episodes on a very inconsistent schedule. This was our episode on self love, and this is the Butterfly Gardens podcast. Thank you for listening. The song pick for this episode is Allergy to the Void by Beach House. Should I say why? <laughs> um. So I picked this song because I thought that it was sort of a testament to that, maybe the darker things in life and how not everything has to be so roses and rainbows and that there's a sort of beauty to like looking more into the, to the darkness, which sort of countered, which counters to this like radical positive idea of self-love. So yeah, thanks for tuning in to this episode. And I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, perfect. Sweet. <laughs>